but the word of God. In the book of Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter, quickly, Jeremiah 33, verses 14 and 15. Jeremiah 33, 14 through 16, it says, behold, in other words, look, pay attention. The days come. Take your seats. I'm not going to read no more. Y'all read. Yeah, yeah. Behold, the day come. Y'all read the rest of the verse and then later on flip over to Luke, the 21st chapter, verses 25 through 28. That's a part of the message as well, but I think that's enough. Behold, the days come. I want to talk to you from the subject matter. The days will surely come. The days will surely come. We miss our sound man today, him and his wife, but they're on a little vacation. I think they're on the road traveling now looking at us. I trust they have a safe trip. <clears throat> and those that are with them have a safe trip back. The days will surely come. Let me start off by asking you, do you ever feel like your life is just out of control? Do you ever feel like you're just a hot mess? Do you ever feel like you're out of sync with yourself, others, and sometimes Sometimes even God. The days will surely come, says the Lord. When have the walls of your life been breached, your security violated, your life overrun by circumstances bigger and more powerful than you? The Lord said the days will surely come. When has your life turned, been turned upside down? When have circumstances left you with no plan, nor foreseeable way forward? The days will surely come. Do you ever feel like you're a stranger in your own life? Do you ever feel as if you're living in a foreign land where nothing fits or feels right? The days will surely come. Have you ever wished for the good old days and the way things used to be? Do you sometimes just want to just give up and just say, Lord, just take me home? Are you waiting for something to come but not even sure what it is that you're really waiting for? The days will surely come. If you answered yes to any of these questions and you know what any of those situations uh, are like, then you also know what it's like to live uh, in the tension between uh, the reality of what is and uh, what will be. It's a time of waiting in uh, the darkness, not knowing. Maybe you come to church here today. Can I talk to you all for just a few minutes? Maybe you come to church here today and you're waiting in the darkness and you just simply don't know. That in-between place is 
is the season season of beginning. It's the gap between what is and what will be. It's a place of anticipation and expectancy. Can I tell y'all it's the it's 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 the birthplace of hope and the valley from which God calls. I need you to understand if you feel today that you're in the valley, you have nothing to worry about because I serve a God who's a God of the valley, just like he's the God of the mountain top. Somebody ought to say amen. You have to understand that the community to which Jeremiah is speaking in today's Old Testament text is living in that tension. The Babylonian army have, has devastated Jerusalem. Some of the Jews have been deported from their homeland. Jeremiah, of all people, is in prison. It's a time of turmoil and uh, chaos. And my guess is that we all know what that's like. How, 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 how are we to live in the gap between what is and what shall be? How do we hold that tension when it feels like it's pulling us completely apart? I know you're shouting, I know you're dancing, I know you're praising God, but somebody this week, you felt as if life was just being pulled completely apart or how about when the psalmist asked the question how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land the fact of the matter is that's recorded in the book of Psalms 137 where he says by the rivers of Babylon there we sat yea we wept when we remembered Zion, we hung our hearts upon the willows in the midst thereof. Listen at him. He said, for there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. In other words, pastor, you might know what I'm going through or you might not know what I'm going through. But yet you stand and you keep telling me to keep on praising God and I feel like I'm in a strange land. They carried us away. They required of us a song and, and they that wasted us required of us mirth saying sing us one of those Zion songs. I'm sitting up here trying to have you all declare that this and that I put it all in his hand and you don't even know pastor what I, what you want me to put in his hand. Oh, but thank God. He said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? But then the psalmist turned around and he says, if I forget thee, O Jerusalem, 
let my right hand forget her conning. In other words, let me forget all uh, of my skills and the ability to be able to work with my hands. And then he turned around and says, if I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. He said, and if I prefer not Jerusalem above uh, my chief joy. In other words, he was saying it's better to have uh, a paralyzed hand than to forget Jerusalem, which was God's holy city that symbolized uh, the very presence of uh, the almighty God. In other words, he said, I'd rather be paralyzed than to forget the presence of uh, the almighty God. He said it's, it's, it's better to have uh, a paralyzed mouth than not to consider Jerusalem, the holy city. In other words, the presence uh, of God. God uh, as your greatest, uh, your greatest joy. In other words, God, uh, as long as I have uh, your presence, it don't matter if I can talk. It don't matter if I can walk. Fact of the matter is somebody said, if I could not say a word, I just do what? I just wave my hands. And so this is a picture of uh, the value of New Jerusalem, God's coming uh, uh, kingdom. In other words, he called on God to strike his mouth, take away his ability to sing uh, if he ever yielded to his captor's uh, demand. God, take my voice, take my hands, take whatever you need to take before I surrender to the devil. Y'all ain't going to help me here. Don't surrender to the devil. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, don't surrender to the devil because hope, hope is our only way forward and the only sane attitude in life. And it's what Jeremiah offers in today's Old Testament text. In other words, he's saying whatever you do, the only attitude for you to have in life is to keep hope alive. You ought to look at somebody and say, keep hope alive. I don't care what the news is. Keep hope alive. It don't matter if you feel like you're getting ready to take your last breath. You better keep hope alive. I don't care if it look like they're coming to get everything that you own. Keep hope alive. Just keep on hoping in God. Hope in Christ Jesus. He gives us hope in our text today because the Lord says through his prophet Jeremiah, the days will surely come. Now some of y'all sitting up there wondering what days are going to come is in the text. When I will fulfill the promises I made. In other words, God said, whatever promise I made to you, you keep hope alive. 
life. And guess what? It shall come to pass. The day is going to come when a righteous branch will spring up and justice and righteousness will be done in the land. Those are big words from a man who is in prison. Big words for a people who have been overrun, deported, or occupied. They are words of hope, but we have we have to be careful that we don't understand or misunderstand what hope is. Can I help y'all? I don't want y'all to misunderstand what hope is because hope is not passively waiting for God to show up and do something. Uh Uh-oh, I just busted somebody's bubble. I just discouraged somebody, but hear me out. Hope is not, hope is not passively just sitting and waiting for God to show up and do something because a fact of the matter is that's just wishful thinking or wishful praying. To live, to live in hope means remaining open to the future and refusing to let the present moment close you in. That's what the devil wants. He wants you to feel like you're all closed in and there's no uh, way out. No, no, the devil is a, a lie. Real hope. Somebody say real hope. Real hope is when you remain open to the future and you refuse to let whatever you are going through now close you in. It's the belief that the future is always better. You ought to look at somebody and say it's going to get better. It's going to get better not because not because it's necessarily will be but because it might be in other words he may not heal my body because but watch this because I know who God who God is he may not open up that door but because I know who God is I can keep hope alive you see the future holds a potential or possibility for something more or better than the actual reality of the present moment that's our hope that's uh, that's what we must live by that it will get better. Now, can I tell y'all something? How many of you all know that oftentimes God, my God, he, he may not correct your situation. And somebody said, well, if God don't correct it, how is it going to get any better? Well, here's how it's going to get better because God, he'll correct you. God will put you in, come on here, somebody, in a position. Daniel was in the lion's den and we think that his his deliverance would have come by God bringing him out of the lion's den. But how many of y'all
y'all know he was just as delivered in the den as he was outside of the den. Put him in the lion's den with a bunch of hungry lions and yet he was able to say, come here Leo, lay down. I need a pillow to lay on tonight. He was just as delivered in the lion's den. How do I know he was just as delivered? Because the Bible said when they did take him out, the men that put him in, they put them in the lion's den. And that very text says, before they feet hit the ground, the lions devoured them. You ought to look at somebody and say, I'm a child of God keep messing with me I'm a child of God and so God may not bring you out of that situation but God will give you peace God will give you joy come on here somebody all hell might be breaking loose in your life but I dare you to keep on trusting God and stay in in the presence of the almighty God and keep hope keep hope alive because every time we live in hope we are trusting that there is nothing too hard for God. Is there anybody, I just want to talk, but is there anybody up in here that know there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing. You ought to put that in your spirit that there is nothing too hard my God, for God and with God all things somebody ought to shout all things all things are possible and then when then when then when you read the text in Luke 21 when you get home verses 25 through 36 in other words he's saying that maybe hope is not us waiting on something but maybe he's calling us to respond to something. Well, where you get that from? Because when you look in the book of St. Luke, basically what Jesus is saying, he's saying, stand up and raise your heads. You see, maybe that respond to hope call. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what God wants. Maybe God wants you to put the Kleenex up. Y'all ain't gonna help me. Maybe God wants you to get out of that chair you've been sitting in, looking out the window all day long, waiting on him. Come on here. Maybe God wants you to have a good steak. You ain't ate in a few days. Maybe God wants a response. Maybe God wants a response to your hope. He says, stand up, raise your heads. Maybe that's the response to hope call. Listen what he says. He says, when when you see, when you see, my God, there are signs in the sun and in the moon. There are signs in the stars he says when there is distress among nations when people are fainting from fear and foreboding of what is coming it says when the powers of heaven are shaken when it looks like things are getting worse and how many of y'all know it look like things are getting worse every time you answer the phone you scared to answer the phone because it's just it ain't gonna be nothing but bad news but Jesus says when you get to the point in in your life when you feel like things are getting worse he says stand up 
mm, and raise your heads. Oh, I hear the psalmist say, lift up your heads, oh ye gates. Even lift them up to everlasting doors and what the king of glory it shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, oh ye gates, and even lift him up. The everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is. He is the king of glory. Stand up, stand up. Stand up and raise and raise your head. Stand up. When you feel like running away, stand up. Stand up and raise your head when you want to duck and hide. Stand up and raise your heads when you're tired and you feel overwhelmed. Stand up and raise your heads when everything seems hopeless. Pastor, I barely got enough strength to put one foot in front of the other. The devil is a lie because have thou not known, have thou not heard that the everlasting father the creator of the universe, he fainteth not. He giveth power to them that have no might. He increaseth he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall what faint and be weary young men shall. They shall utterly fall back they that wait upon the Lord, he shall what? Renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and they won't faint. Why don't you look at somebody and say, keep waiting on God. Stand up, stand up. It's as if Jesus is saying, don't just sit there. Come on, don't just sit there there you become a a target for the enemy when you just sit there he's saying get up do something get a new perspective look from look from a higher vantage point recognize what can be changed and then go ahead and make the change that's what it means to live in hope more often than not that change is about us and not about our circumstances Oh, can I preach? Can I preach? We've looked at our circumstances long enough. We've done blamed everybody else now. Long enough now. It can't be everybody else's fault. Y'all ain't got to talk to me. Come on now. It can't be everybody's fault. God is saying it's time for us to stand up. Raise our heads. Look to him. Allow him to turn the spotlight of heaven on our souls so that we can see ourselves because what if you and I are the righteous branch that God is causing to spring up what if you and I are the ones to execute judgment and righteousness in this land what if you and I in whatever circumstances we find ourselves in today what would happen if we stood up and we raised 
raised our heads. I wonder, I wonder, what would we see? I wonder what hope would call the call us to be or call us to do. If you're curious, if you're curious about it, I challenge you this week, take a stand, stand up and raise your heads. Take a look at your life. Every now and then, you got to take a look at your own life. We've been searching other people's lives long enough. It's time now we look at our own lives. Let's look at what's happening in the world around us and come on here and then ask yourself when you say that the days will surely come says the Lord then when you after the word when I want you to fill in the blank that the day pastor is surely going to come when you feel I don't want you to miss that you feel in the blanks and then there's an old hymn and I got to go now but there's an old hymn that I know that a lot of y'all don't know it you know but the old hymn my mother used to sing it and she used to sing that there is coming a day Y'all don't know that, do you? There is, uh, there is coming a day when no, when no heartaches shall come. No more clouds in the sky. No more tears to dim the eye. All will be peace forevermore on that happy golden Sure. What a day. Somebody ought to say what a day. What a glorious day that will be. Don't act like you know the song. And then it says what a day that will be when uh, my Jesus I shall see and uh, I look upon uh, his face. The one uh, who saved me by his grace when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land somebody ought to say what a day what a day what a glorious day that's going to be there'll be no more sorrow there no more burdens to bear no more sickness no more pain no more parting over there and forever i will be when the one who died for me somebody ought to say what a glorious day that that's going to be then he says what a day that's going to be when my Jesus I shall see when I look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace when he takes me by my hand and when he lead me to the promised land I want y'all to know what a day tell your neighbor what a day that's going to be when all of my heartaches 
all of my troubles all of my disappointments they're gonna all be over what I'm going through right now it does not compare somebody say it does not compare to what God has in store for me the Bible says your eyes have not seen nor have your ears heard neither have it appeared unto the hearts of men what good things God has in store for those that love him and I'm closing but how many of you all can declare in this place today that I love the Lord come on wave at me and say I love the Lord I love the Lord he heard my cry he pitied every one of my groans long as I live and trouble rise I will hasten to his throne I love him with all of my heart I love him with all of my soul I love him with everything in me and because I love him I already know I got to close here I already know that all things is working together tell your neighbor it's working together your broke days is working together your sad days are working together your sick days is working together say for my good what you're going through is for your good what you are experiencing is for your good your neighbor is for your good you not going through it just for nothing is for your good but the day is coming the day is coming he knows the way you take the day is coming God is going to bring you out God is going to bring you through God is going to bring you over tell your neighbor the day is coming hold on I'm finished hold on hold on don't throw in the towel hold on if you have to cry hold on but cry and keep praising God hold on don't complain hold on hey share your testimony hold on hold on keep on praying cause today is coming you're coming out you're coming out 
You're coming out with a new anointing. You're coming out shouting. You're coming out dancing. You're coming out going to the bank. You're coming out. Tell your neighbor the day is coming. tell somebody you don't even know what I'm going through so your perception of me right now ain't even right your perception of me right now is not even right cause you don't have a clue Of what I'm going through. So your perception of me. Is wrong. Why, why, why? Why is she walking like this? She walking like that? Because you got the wrong perspective. She really feel like walking like this. Yo! But devil, you a liar! I'm going to stand up. I'm going to hold my head up. mother he's a lifter of my head let him lift your head up I'm finished if they fire you tomorrow Hope is, here's what hope is, not go in the corner and cry and wonder, oh God, how am I going to make it? Oh God, how am I going to pay my bills? Oh God, <laughs> hope is, I'm looking to the future. I only made $25 an hour there. God going to bless me somewhere that I make $50 an hour. Y'all ain't talking back here to me. See, see, that's what hope is. Hope is looking into the future. Hope is moving forward. Hope is, hope is, not denying what's going on. You could deny all you want what's going on. Somebody told me the other day, Lady BJ, I told him I had all, all the right to say my knees. You know, you got some deep folk. They too deep for me. They too deep, Melba, for me. And they said to me, no, 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 don't claim it. Don't claim it in the name of Jesus. I 
says, be quiet. I ain't got to claim it. <laughs> Are y'all following me? Come on here. It is. Come on. It is what it is. That had nothing to do with my faith. I know he's a healer. Now I ain't going to sit at home. Y'all sit down. I'm finished. With a knee brace and everything else on. Somebody, I can't do nothing. Pastor, I can't come to church. My knee is hurting. But I go shopping and everywhere else, you know, you know, I ain't, I ain't going there. But my knee is hurting on Sunday. I can't come to church. I told God a long time ago. The doctor said, I said, well, what, what, what do I do, doctor? She said, well, there's nothing you can really do about it until it hurts so bad. Until it hurts so bad until uh, you have to have surgery. I said, okay. Can I have a handicap sticker? So I can park a little closer? <laughs> Come on here, somebody. <laughs> she said, no, it ain't that bad. But I promise God, God, as long as you help me stand up, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I ain't making no excuse because I can. And then when I can't stand up no more, I'll sit down. And then when I, when I get tired of sitting down, then I go have surgery. Y'all ain't talking back here to me. So it ain't denying what you're going through. That has nothing to do with your faith. It's a fact. It's reality. Is reality. Things are rough right now. That's reality. That don't mean I don't trust God. But I'm not going to allow what's going on to trap me in. Because all you want is his presence. Take every car I have, but just don't take your presence away from me. Paul and Silas had his presence in the Philippian jail. Now they didn't go to jail for stealing. They went to jail for doing the work of God. But because they had his presence, he caused the jailhouse to rock. Somebody, you need to hear that. Keep God's presence. He'll cause your house to rock. He'll cause your jaw to shake. Everybody will pull their sword and you'll be the one that have to tell them don't do yourself no harm. Don't do yourself no harm. You try to do me harm, but don't you do yourself no harm. I believe the day is coming. God's going to turn Brother Ricky this thing around for his people everything I promised God said I will I will do it I will do it every eye closed every head bowed God said I will do it I don't care what you've lost I don't care what you've lost God says I We'll do it. And God is commissioning us here today. Turn the light on our own lives. 
search your own heart. Forget about everybody else. Forget about everybody else. Because I come to the conclusion, we can't control nobody. We can't control our kids. We can't control nobody. Everybody just out of hand. Because nine times out of ten, we can't even control ourselves. Come on, let's be honest here. I need to talk to some honest people. I don't need to talk to people that's gone to heaven already and come back, been glorified. And no, I need to talk to some real people that say, yeah, I need God to turn the spotlight on me. Change me. Come on here, somebody. Change me. Everybody on your job don't like you. Change me. You might be a wonderful person. Everybody in the house is after you. Change me. Come on, somebody. Come on. Nobody in church want to sit next to me? (laughs) God, change. That's the word for the day. The day is coming. Hold on. It's coming. I have no prophetic word as to when or how, but I do have a word that the day is coming. When you fill in the blank. That's it. Open your eyes. I'm done. I'm done. You fill in the blank. You fill in the blank. I mean, you fill in the blank. That's how powerful God is. God allows us to fill in the blanks. And when we believe God and when we trust God, God is always on our side.